and welcome to the Christian Nerd of God cast. I just ate a Reese's peanut butter cup, and this is the Reese's peanut butter cup of nerdy Christian podcasts. I'm joined once again, as always, for these fun, fun. I was going to say wonderful, but then I said fun, so then I almost said thunderful. Thunderful. This thunderful adventure in cross-promotion, cross-talk. It is the one, the only, Tony T. What's up, Tony? I call it, I get to be peanut butter. Be peanut butter, man. I'll, I'll be that chocolate. Though if you get creamy peanut buttery if, goodness, if you get that, if you get those dark Reese's peanut butter cups, oh, lordy lord, that is just too much goodness. I wish they made thing. like the the trees with dark chocolate. Though I would. oh yeah, I wish they made every candy with dark chocolate and it was readily I'm, available. I'm not a dark chocolate guy, but I really respect that. That's where you're at. I in your heart I, and in your I mind. love dark chocolate. If I could have everything dark chocolate, like I just ate. Like when we got on the Zoom, I was crushing some candy, stole some candy from Clara from Halloween, had a mini. It's what's the mini? Is that is the mini like the the fun size one or is the mini the little one? Or is that a miniature? The, those are the miniatures, the Reese's miniatures. Yeah, so I had a I had a Snickers almond miniature and then I ate a Twix miniature. Then I ate a Reese's cup miniature and they were all very good. Man. But if those had all been dark chocolate, I would have enjoyed them much more. So buckle yourself in, kids. This is going to be a sugar-fueled, Woo! And I'm drinking time. coffee at uh, one thirty in the afternoon when we're recording because I was almost falling asleep getting ready to <laughs> record. <laughs> I have uh, I've staved off my Sunday afternoon nap for it is 4.30 in the afternoon where I'm recording. And uh, I am well past my, my nappy poo yeah, time. Yeah, th- this nap time goes into like just falling asleep. Or That's being what it up is. at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> there's there's really no way That's around right. it. I gotta power through it now. I just gotta at least yeah. get me till ten. If yeah. once it, at ten I can I can tuck it in. These days I'm trying to get through at least just till nine. Like we're isn't it weird? Is it the kids or is it the age, Scott? You're I, you're in your late thirties, right? Late thirties. I I think it's the kids. Also, uh so I haven't talked we, we got a new dog on Friday. Uh, what? Yeah, we were we were we were discussing the potential of me going. You and I were over the Twitter, so we got a new dog on Friday, and his name is Chewy. He is a Yorkshire Terrier. Mm. He looks a lot like our old dog, honestly. If he's just like laying there, but Chewy is a senior dog. He's like, <laughs> is that because your old dog's dead? That <laughs> no, because they're if both Yorkies. If he's just so, laying there, he yeah. looks like the old dog. <laughs> if he's laying wow, on his back I, I with, just, his, with his with I his arms and legs straight so much. Out. That's all right. I'm so sorry. That was the meanest There's thing. There's like one episode of... where I cried about it. Now I've moved on. We got a new dog. I'm thinking of like Kevin from The Office laying with the dog. <laughs> he, he smells really bad. <laughs> anyway, so we got this new dog, and, and he's a senior dog. He's like eight years old, and he's mostly blind. Um, but he's <laughs> he's not he's not quite dead. He's mostly blind. So he so he's really sweet. Uh, and so the Aww. first night we had him was Friday night, and we like had no idea. And like he'd peed and pooped in the house a bunch just because he was like trying to get situated. And so I'm like, well, we don't want to like leave him downstairs. I want to take him upstairs. So I slept on the couch with it. I slept on the couch downstairs with him. So I didn't get very good sleep on Friday night. So on Saturday night, when it was like 9:15 and my eyes were falling closed, I'm like, I'm gonna just just go to bed. And so then we brought him upstairs and put him on our bed, and he slept the entire night just on our bed. Didn't poop. Didn't pee. Didn't jump off. Was just very content to be on our bed. So. I guess we've invited was that. Was his name Chewy when you got him? His name was, he did Chewy? not have a name. So we named him Chewy because he kind of looks like a Wookiee. So this was a senior dog that just had no name. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was a rescue. So he, they found him on the street. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't have a name yeah, I mean, tag. I they mean, they don't sell senior dogs at PetSmart. Yeah. So they didn't have a name tag or anything. So yeah, he's, he's Chewy now. 
and he really well, likes cool. me. Good he follow you. he follows me around everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on rescuing a dog. That's yeah, really he's, a noble he's, thing. He's really sweet. So we're hoping it all works out. He's got a vet appointment on Wednesday just to like do the wellness check and see. You know, it's like always like oh like he can't see and he's got some issues with his legs. So like that kind of like oh what's his quality of life? Like well he's fine if you you know take care of him. So we'll see. But that was the exciting part of our weekend. How was your? Uh, well, weekend? don't let him eat any of the Reese's eggs. No, That's all no, I'm no, no. That that will that will diminish the quality and length of his life quite dramatically. Indeed. Uh, how was your weekend? Since you're here, I can ask you in person. How was, how your, was weekend? your weekend? <laughs> uh, busy. I, I looked at my list of things that I had ambitions to accomplish at the beginning of the weekend remaining delightfully unaccomplished and I, I feel like I wish I, I would have been a little more intentional with moving my life story forward but uh, all things considered I, I had to go so you know you want to talk about being old and uh, and mostly blind I uh, <laughs> I, I turn I turn 43 this week man I'm an old, old dog myself the 20th or the 17th that it is on the 20th, 20th. thank you nice yeah and, well I, um, I keep remembering I, that because I have to buy you a present because you bought me a present I know that's how it is, right? It's, I've just created a vicious cycle. Wait till Christmas; it's gonna blow you out of the water. Oh man! Uh, and I went on Saturday, and I had uh, the first time in my entire life I had an eye exam. I went oh. to one of the local optometry places. I've realized that my arm is not long enough to see the words on the pages of my book anymore. <laughs> you do the, so, you do this one. <laughs> I had a. Uh, if I were Mister Fantastic, then I could manage to pull it yeah. off, but. No, I just, it's really not that bad. I, I, I've got a little bit of, uh, I guess, I don't know, farsightedness. I always get confused on that Me one. Too. So I can see things far away, but I can't see things when they're super, super I close, take care of that so. by being both. I'm farsighted in one eye and nearsighted in the other. Oh, well, as it turns out, I'm a little farsighted in one eye. The other eye is fine, and my long-distance vision is 20-20. So I guess I'm doing okay, all things So do you get but... to go to the Walgreens and get some readers? So, no, <laughs> I actually, I had some. Welcome to a very geriatric edition of the Christian Nerdy Podcast. Yeah, I, I had some. That's how I knew that they were effective because I bought some crappy little readers, and I'm like, wow, these really do <laughs> Do you have so the little the, chain on them that hang down on your I nose? Do, I do not. Uh, I do have the big bulky sunglass cover for them, though, so I can wear it while driving. <laughs> Hunk it down with my hands up above my head. Because it's Florida. You look like the uh, receptionist no, for the Ghostbusters. <laughs> that's right. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Uh, no, so I, I only have to have, like, the corrective really is, is mostly in my right eye. So apparently it has offended me. I have to cast it out according to the teachings of my Jesus. Well, then you won't get to play any 3D games ever again. That's okay. 3D games are overrated. So are you getting, are you getting like... One contact lens or some glasses or no, I'm just gonna get glasses. And they try to, you know, it's like when you go to get your oil changed. I discovered, you know, hey, I'm I'm getting my oil changed at the you know such and such place, but they're gonna try to sell me windshield wipers and they're gonna try to sell me air filters and all the other things. The guy was trying to upsell me, but I went in determined to get the uh, hey, here's the buy one get one free cheapest rack of glasses. <laughs> well, none of them fit my giant peanut M M&M head, and I'm like, well, that's okay. I'm going to. I'm going to make do with what I can. I'm determined to get out of here as inexpensively as possible. He's like, well, you can get this and upgrade it to this, and you can have that. And I said, I don't think I will. And uh, I haven't bought glasses. I think I bought glasses two years ago. I enjoy them. I, I wear them. Contacts seem like they would freak me out. That's what I people like stuff on my say, face. but I've worn contacts. I was just talking about this with one of our youth leaders. I've worn contacts since I was 14, and they don't bother me at all. I take them out every day, put them in every morning, wear them for you, you about 18 what, hours what, a day. 
If I could be quite honest, you know what has always put me off. Please on lie. This... I appreciate that when we're having our conversations. I just, yeah, just... No, if, if I, <laughs> I okay, not that I would be deceptive, but if I could be re- revelatory in my personal brutally honest biases. <laughs> Uh, the, you know what really put me off on context? I think I was probably about six years old when I watched a VHS cassette of the making of Michael Jackson's. Oh thriller. yeah, yeah, yeah. And John Landis was, you know, doing all the effects on how he turned Michael Jackson into a wolf. The man wolf for man. That video. Yeah, and I remember when Michael Jackson had to put in those yellowish uh-huh. contact lenses that he was talking on that video, and he said it felt like they were pouring hot sauce into his eyes. Yeah, and I think ever since I've been six years old, I really have to draw the back. Yeah, I think I've always thought contact lenses just like pouring Texas Pete right into your eyeballs. So contacts don't seem like they're appealing to me, and I'm not gonna try to prove Michael wrong. Well, I feel like you will look very erudite. And distinguished with your glasses. <laughs> so I look forward to the day we sit across each other in this Zoom call. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I am not intelligent enough for this conversation. Not uh, that I ever am, but I'll eventually feel like that once I see you. Now, now it's going to look like yeah, it as well as sound like it. It'll look like it as well. Yeah. So that's what I did this weekend. I got, I got old with some uh, visual and tangible New dogs. evidence. That's it. That's and it. ophthalmologists. Mm-hmm. Optometrists. You know? Yep. And they said the life of a Christian podcaster wasn't exciting. I know. You're, I, I, we should have warned you at the beginning of this episode, you're only going to need the edge of your seats, kids. This is... Explicit content. Too exciting! <laughs> Woo! And then I get some of those little belts that hold my socks up. Yes. Uh, and I preach, so also very exciting. Like, ooh. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. So we, we had our first outdoor morning service. And it was blazing. Like, it was only, like, 72, but the sun was directly on me the entire time I was preaching. But it went well. I uh, uh, had a sword as a prop, like an actual, legit big sword. So I was swinging around while I was preaching. It was pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah, I felt a little like Aragorn. Just... Yeah, they they can take our lives, but they cannot take our freedom. I know that's not Aragorn, but... Uh, so help, tell me, help me to understand like what the, the cadence of your church service is now, because again, you're West coast, I'm East coast, Florida and California. We have very different rules when it comes to <laughs> gatherings and stuff very like that. Different. So you're okay to meet outside. So yeah. So but our, not inside. Yeah. So our County regulations, our state regulations are, uh, you like, I think we're, we're back up to like the strictest. So you can't like gather with more than 10 people indoors. Um, Hmm. And so, but if you're outside and you're, you do all the distancing and mass and stuff, you can have, you know, a bunch of people. So, yep. So wow. we're, we're outdoors. Uh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. And so we, so we live stream a service at nine o'clock. So nine o'clock we had our live stream service, which I preached on to the camera. Then half hour later outside 1030, we're starting our outdoor service and preaching to that group as well. So, yeah. So. Wow. Yep. That's insane. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. But, you know, we're, we, you we, know we don't have hurricanes, we, so. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't either. We had a hurricane last week, and then nobody knew it was coming. It was, was Wednesday. Was that the ETA hey, one? We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you guys know about that? Oh, we got a hurricane coming today. And everyone's like, we we do? Really? Her? We had, we had no idea. It was legit. And then so we're like, well, do we have to cancel service tonight? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. What is what's going Did on? Did it rain? Was there any wind or was it? It was like it was like one lawn chair blew over. Oh. It was like, yeah, we didn't have much. Yeah. People always like after, you know, that's a, a meme in California where it's like one yeah, lawn chair is over. Never forget. We'll, we, like, well, we, we will rebuild after the winter of 2020. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we could but both have it. very exciting So we talked weekends. about the weather and our weather, <laughs> and our, and our boring vision. weekends. Now let's get it. So uh, this is an exciting episode. Tony is going to be the expert. This is a video game oh. episode. I feel like I've been I've been training my whole life for this moment. Because Tony and I were having a conversation as we do, and he said that if he were to pick the one thing for which he is most like his like preferred nerd inclination he said video games which i was shocked by because he's so knowledgeable about so many other things but he said thank you i mean i love all the nerdy stuff i mean i love comic books and i love sci-fi and i love all the different but video games if i if i had to measure where do i spend my time where do i spend my money would i rather have a stack of comic books or a stack of video games it would it would be games yeah so uh and tony did get himself one of them fancy new playstation 5 so we'll talk about that we'll get tony's four-day review of his PlayStation 5. Before we get there, (laughs) we've got a list of some video game topics. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You just made the list! You just made the list! The list. All right, in the list, we list stuff off. And since it's a video game uh, episode... <laughs> it's, it's not just a clever title. <laughs> is actually what it is. <laughs> it's a noun and a verb, kids. <laughs> this is the list where we don't talk about anything. <laughs> uh, I've got a list of video game questions that I uh, composed and then uh, sent to Tony in a textual yeah. transmission. And he will answer them, then I will answer them as well. But uh, it's not... So we're not, like, counting down a, our, our favorite video games of all time, but just some random video game questions that I like mostly I just want to know what Tony's answers were to these so that's why we're uh, asking hopefully uh, you are engaged by that as well so Tony what is the first video game that you remember playing you know I, I, there's so many games it goes back I mean I want to say it's Pong I, I think that I might be projecting yeah. cultural memories onto my own memories uh, I, I really the first one that I remember being aware of and being invigorated by was Pac-Man mm. uh, the, the first Pac-Man arcade game playing the tabletop version of it uh, at the pizza restaurant oh yeah uh, the, yeah the little cocktail table Pac-Man but I, I do I remember going to play the Pac-Man game like that was my destination where I wanted my quarter to put, to go yeah and I'm sure I played some sort of arcade game but the first one like I really remember actually playing was uh the smurfs on ColecoVision. oh yeah i had that game dude no doubt yeah. that was actually a fun game yeah it was you're just like little i don't even remember what smurf you were i'm looking at it right now on um, generic ooh. smurf yeah you were generic smurf yeah you weren't you weren't like handy smurf <laughs> yeah you're like smurf real... and smurf why can't i be an actual smurfing smurf <laughs> smurfer <laughs> when you look at like okay so ColecoVision and television and atari were all kind of contemporaries with each other and the ColecoVision, those games had some pretty robust graphics. Like, when you're considering that, hey, we're going to play Smurf on the Atari 2600, and you're just a little blue square, yeah. you know, moving around a, a big green background. But then you jump over to the ColecoVision, and it was almost like the cartoon was coming to life. I mean, yeah. obviously not now, but at the time, it was pretty staggering how yeah. good it was. Yeah, no. So I definitely, that was probably the first game I really remember playing. And I don't know, like if we borrowed a ColecoVision, but I remember playing it in my house. Like, we had to have borrowed it from somebody, but I clearly, that's kind of my first uh, video game experience. Did you uh, have a console at home? If you didn't have a ColecoVision, did you have an Atari or something like that? No, my first console wasn't until I got a Sega Genesis when I turned 13. Oh, wow. Late yeah. to the game, man. That's probably, I mean, that's 89, 90. No, it was, it, was the, it was the second version, the smaller version. So I turned 13 in 1994. So I got oh, it in wow, 1994 dude. with Sonic 2. 
was my wow. <laughs> you were you are definitely late to the game. Yeah. I got a Sega Genesis the 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 first one the day that it came out. And then I added on to it with the big, giant the megalith Sega CD? of the Sega CD. Yeah. yeah. The one that sat underneath it. Uh-huh. And it was uh, it was a behemoth. But, yeah. man, when that Genesis came out, it was – I'd never seen anything like Sega! it. Sega! Yeah. It was, it, it was even before that. Know. Was, you know, <clears throat> Sega does what Nintendo don't. You know, it oh. was – There's a – But I remember – There's a documentary. all these on... – no, one at a time. One at a time, girls, please. <laughs> there's a documentary you were saying? There's a documentary on oh. CBS All Access about <laughs> – <laughs> about that, about the battle between Sega and Nintendo, and I want to, I want to check it out. It actually, looks pretty good. I'd love to check that out. And, and you know, you got to think like we—that was a schoolyard fight, man. Oh, like, yeah. If you were a Sega kid, especially before Genesis, you got to really respect that kid that clung that had to the like master his system. Sega Master yeah. System. Oh yeah, and that kid was like, Master System's the best. And I remember we, we used to make fun of this little kid, and I, I don't even remember, Robert, I think, was his name, and I was in middle school, and he just swore that the Master System was so good. And I'm like, bro, Nintendo's the what, and Mario Brothers, and we went over and had a sleepover at his house, and it was the first time I ever played the Master System, and I was really ticked off, because I'm like, dang, I'm not going to lie, these games look really good on this Master System. Sega Master System had a a wonderful color palette that made their games look much more arcadey. It made it look much more vibrant and alive on the TV. And if you look back now, you'll see the original Nintendo games, they all had a very muted and yeah. washed out color palette. So uh, we we stayed up all night playing, uh, like, uh, there were so many great, like, Alex Kidd. Alex the Kid. Was, I mean, ridiculous Miracle World. game. Alex the Kid. And, and, Alex the Kid. Alex the Kid in Miracle World. That's not I think really it's just how Alex it goes. Kid. No, it's yeah, Alex the no kid. The, I don't think. No, it's Alex the no, kid. It's just Alex. It's it's Alex. Really? I'm pretty you, sure. Are we going to do this? Uh, well, really? I'll look up the Google right now. Alex the kid in Miracle World, and it will come up without that word "the" in the middle of it. Alex Survey kid says, in Miracle World. You are correct. Man, don't try me, son. <laughs> well, no, like the the sports talk radio show that I listen to, Petros, the host, he was a mm-hmm. Sega Master System kid, and he always sings Alex kid, Alex kid, Alex the kid in Miracle World. So that's what I thought it was mm-hmm. called. Well, you know, listen, that's what you get if you get your video game knowledge from a sports podcast. <laughs> I'm not over here talking about hockey or, you know, Major League Soccer. So we just let's, let's stay in our lane, Petros. Okay? Okay. <laughs> but, no, I, I, it was Alex Kidd. There, he had a Rocky game, which was like Rocky the the boxer. And it was surprisingly fun. Anyway, Master System was was cool. I I forgot what the question was. It, there wasn't one. You just We just went on a tangent. You had, oh, you asked you asked me what uh, the co- first console, console I got was. Yeah. yeah, my dad used to indulge me. Like video games as a kid were were something that my dad would buy me pretty much whatever I wanted, uh, and we we had all of them. We had the Atari, we had the ColecoVision, the Intellivision, uh, and and they were great. We had the Intellivision that, that would talk, and you could put the little extra add on to it to use talking cartridges. Which again, back in like 1982, was mind blowing. Yeah, I'm talking about video game. What's going on? This is crazy. There's human voices, and they were barely human, but. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I have a lot of great memories from my childhood of video games, and they, they it was fast and furious because I, I feel like I could say Pac-Man was the first, but once games were introduced into my life, it was I, there was an insatiable desire to play more and more and more, and um, uh, so I'm going to say Pac-Man was my gateway. A desire that continues to this day, which we'll get to. Uh, a furious desire. <clears throat> we are of an age, Tony, where we actually went to a local arcade. And yeah, man. paid money to play video games in an arcade. What arcade game would you say that over the course of your life got the most of your money? Oh, wow. Wow. When was the last time that you have been to an arcade, Scotty? 
it's been uh unfortunately quite some time like probably i don't know maybe 10 years ago we had one called nickel nickel wow. we had a nickel nickel where it was everything was a nickel now there's a couple i can't go now because obviously covid but there's some local like more retro ones which okay. have like old games which i'd like to check out but it's been a long time since i went to an actual arcade do they have dave and busters those kind yeah. of places out there yeah yeah yeah, we went to a Dave and Buster's for Stephen Salisbury from the Nerdy God cast. We went to uh, Dave and Buster's for his bachelor party and played a lot of games. I love arcades. I love the the games that you can't experience at home yeah. in an arcade. Like I love skee ball. That's one of my my absolute favorites. Uh, to me, if you're talking about the arcade video game yeah. that I spent the most money on, it, it would be different than the arcade game that I spent the most money on because to me, uh, pinball was always mm. like when I would go to an arcade, I would want to play pinball because that was not an experience that I could get any kind of analog for at home. And uh, I've had a couple favorite pinball games over the years. It, it was probably the mid nineties when they came out with the interactive star Trek, the next generation yeah. arcade, uh, the pinball. And it was still, if, if there was one thing in my life that I want, that I, uh, that I could own that I I've never had, it would be that star Trek, the next mm. generation pinball game. But uh, but it, when it comes to video games, Donkey Kong was always I would never not play Donkey wow. Kong. I would never not play Donkey Kong, uh, and I would uh, and I, I just loved it so much. I remember we went to New, New Jersey one time, which all great stories of, <laughs> through human history have started with. We went to New Jersey one time, and we were on the ferry boat. Uh, the the cars were parked on the boat. We were going across to Wildwood, New Jersey, in the boardwalk, Jersey Shore. And um, there was a Pac-Man or a Donkey Kong arcade machine on the, the ferry boat. And I remember playing. And I was probably like six years old, five or six maybe. And uh, I was having a great time. But I had to pee so bad. But I was killing it at the game. And I didn't want to walk away from the game. I did not want to walk away from the game. And I remember just my legs shaking because I had to pee so bad. And finally, I couldn't hold it anymore. And I'm just standing there playing Donkey Kong. Pissing all over myself, oh, no. man. Just, I could just feel it running down my leg into my socks. I mean, it oh. was just, I just wet my bridge. I hate telling this story, wow. but it's true. I wet my pants, little little me, wet my pants playing Donkey Kong because I did not want to walk away from a Donkey Kong game. I've never been that committed to uh, anything. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> my dad was so mad that we had to like get somebody to let us down to where the car was so I can get a change of clothes. Cause, wow. Yep, I, I wet him. Playing wow. Donkey Kong. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. Man, I don't even know how to follow up. Well, just, I'm, that's the end. I'm not proud of that story. Goodbye, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Scott. <laughs> Bye, Internet. Uh, wow. Uh, mine is less exciting. I would say the X-Men cabinet. Uh, which Did you prefer the four-player or the six-player? The six-player. I like the big, S wide one. There was no experience like that. Dude. Yeah, no. And so to have five of your friends and then someone got stuck as Dazzler, you just, Dazzler. You just had to. <laughs> That was such a weird like assortment. Why? Of, Why Dazzler? I know. Just <laughs> everybody else made sense. Yeah. You got Storm. You got Cyclops. Cyclops you got, Colossus. Uh, Nightcrawler. Colossus. Nightcrawler. Wolverine, Wolverine and Dazzler. Dazzler. Yeah. Just who? Okay. You're subbing out Dazzler. Who do you put in there besides her? You can't say Jean Grey because that's almost as ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. At that point, then I don't know. Like maybe Dazzler makes sense. Like who else? Mm -hmm. Maybe they just thought in terms of at least the. Uh, like the the mutant power, it makes sense. Like to throw something, yeah. Or they need a girl. Yeah. So you know who do they? And this was pre rogue, pre rogue, pre sidelock, pre sidelock. So yeah, maybe mm -hmm. maybe Dazzler is the the one. So I I loved that game, and I have it. I still have it on my Xbox 360. It was available yeah, in Xbox on Live PS3. Arcade. 
but it, like they lost the license, so you can no longer get it. But since oh, I all, but if you have, but it, since you I have, have it. it downloaded, I have it. So I'm like, yeah. I'm never getting rid of my Xbox 360, so so I can keep playing that. Uh, so that was great. And then there was a, I, I don't remember when it came out. Uh, it was there was it was a Star Wars arcade game. It was like the one that you sat in and like you could like there was lightsaber the, fighting. The joystick was the yeah, lightsaber. The joystick was yeah. The, that one was that one was pretty sweet. They had that at, a, at an arcade here called Disney Quest. It was at Downtown Disney, and it was a five story indoor virtual entertainment center. And it was like they had big virtual reality before virtual reality was everywhere. Uh, Lawnmower Man era of virtual reality, and uh, lots of cool big screen interactive games. I mean, very very fun. And that was the first time that I'd ever seen that Star Wars, and it was amazing. Yeah. And there was always a long line for yeah. it because everybody wanted to get in and play. I mean, you could, you're flying uh, an X-wing yeah. in the Battle of Hoth. I, I mean, know. and then you're battling Darth, Darth Vader, Vader with, with a lightsaber. lightsaber. Amazing, such amazing a great, game. Such a great cabinet. Yeah. All right, let's pick up the pace a little bit. We've got a couple more to get through. Uh, first video game that made you feel something. Wow. Like you had an emotional connection. Yeah, no. Like to the, yeah. but not like oh, I'm happy I'm playing this. But like. To the story mm-hmm. where you felt something about the characters and what was happening. I know my answer. What, what's your answer? Mine's Final Fantasy 3, parentheses, mm. Final Fantasy 6 on the Super Final Nintendo. Fantasy 6, yeah. yeah. That would, that, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a great answer. That's a hard one when, to argue When with. Celeste is in the opera singing. I mean, uh, the opera is the, it, it's, it's, That's it. Like, I sort of, like, I was 10 years old and I still, like, remember and, like, I played it again on my DS and, like, Oh, like I'm feeling something right now, like this lost yeah. general wanting to find a connection. Like, yeah, so easily Final Fantasy six is is the one where I'm like, oh, this like this is a story. These are mm-hmm. characters I care about. Mm-hmm. And a villain that I loathe. Yes. Because I mean, you know, without going into the whole story of Final Fantasy Six, that that game is just masterfully put out. Yes. And I love all the Final yeah. Fantasy games, but for them to be able to pull that off with, with the sprites, console limitations, uh, that's, with, dude. You you felt something for a 16-bit sprite on the TV, which is amazing. Amazing. Uh, I, maybe to that level, uh, probably it would be a Final Fantasy kind of game. I, I think the first time that I ever played a game that made me really feel was even just The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Because it captured my imagination mm. so much. Yeah. It made me feel... Because like, you're seeing these little diminutive, square, pixelized kind of characters, but you realize that the world they're in is a, such a large scale. I never played anything with such a large mm. scale that very much like playing Dungeons & Dragons, and you have your little miniatures on a map or something like that, but you're picturing and imagining yourself inside that world. That was how Zelda was for me. Mm. And uh, walking through the woods, you know, after school, you know, I, I picked up a, a, a stick or... Uh, some kind of a surveying marker or something like that. And I'm walking through and that's my sword. And the world around me became Hyrule. And I think because you're it singing captured the, you're my humming the song while you're swinging your stick around without question. I mean, I still, I still do it to this day. No <laughs> doubt. Um, Spotify helps because yeah. then you can actually play it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Zelda was the first one that made me, it inspired me. Uh, but I think when it comes to like games, maybe they made me like feel things. Yeah. The Final Fantasies, they they just, there's nothing like them. Yeah. Uh, what game could you pick up right now and just start playing for three hours and not, oh, wow. like, not like right where you left off or just anywhere in the game? Like, what could you pick up right now and just be like, if you had three hours and you had to, you were forced to play a video game? What could you pick up okay, right so now? Okay, so you didn't, put, you didn't put the three hours in there when you asked me, when you prompted me with this question, because three hours changes my answer. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, if there was a game that I could pick up right now and play, I, I, I could pick up. I could always play a game of the Tron arcade game. Yeah. 
because there was such a variety of different little mini missions and things, mm-hmm. and I always loved doing that. If I had to play for about three hours, oh boy. Um, if I'm playing with friends, I could play WWF No Mercy. Oh my gosh, yes. On the Nintendo 64. Yep. Oh, so many good days. So many good days. That was great. Right now, I can pick that up. We we played a ton of Blitz also. Blitz 2000 yeah. on the 64. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great. Those are good. I hadn't thought about those. I, Having I, a console with four controllers changed the game. Yeah. Without needing to have anything extra, like, to add on. Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. just all plugged in up front. Yeah, that was great. And I, was, I think it was 64 and Dreamcast were the, were the only ones that yeah. did that until they got to wireless controllers. Yeah. I, I was thinking... I was thinking more like individually and my answer is like, those are great answers for multiplayer, but I'd probably still say just Skyrim. Like I could pick up where I'm at in Skyrim right now and just find something to do. Cause I haven't finished the game yet. Like I haven't done all the quests. So yeah. I could enjoy that quite a bit. Well, if it's just by myself, it's probably burnout paradise oh, because I love just that. love driving around and racing. I love me some burnout paradise. You do. And, um, yeah, and I, I dropped the music on that because that soundtrack didn't stay as fun as the game did. Yeah. But I have a Burnout Paradise soundtrack on my Spotify. It's and just the Zelda mount music. It's great. It's just the Zelda theme song. Yeah, over and over again on loop. Thanks, Koji Kondo. Soundtrack <laughs> of my life. What is the uh, yeah, uh, ha- What's the worst video game you've ever played? Um, for the eight bit Nintendo, the Nintendo Entertainment System, Hyde Lied. What? Hyde lied, H Y D L I D E. I think um, it was supposed to be. Th- this is not a an unprecedented response. I'm sure that if you looked up Hyde lied on the internet, you would probably find a bunch of videos about why it's terrible. But it's it's sort of a fantasy world dungeon crawler, and I bought it, I played it, and I I thought this game makes so little sense. There's nothing about this game that is fun or attractive, or interesting, or cohesive, or comprehensible. I mean, just nothing about this game is redemptive. Nothing. And um, I got rid of it, I think, within a day or two. Hmm. I took it to a little video rental place uh, behind my my apartment community, and I sold it to the guy for $5. And I used that $5 to buy curly fries, and I think that I got the better deal. And years later, I went back and rebought Hydlide because I, I thought maybe I just didn't understand it. And as soon as I played, it, I said, "Nope, I understood it. This game is trash. trash. It is a dumpster fire." Hydlide, yeah. My uh, the worst game I ever played was Turok Evolution, I think. Yeah, or not the first one. No, like the one that came out like on PlayStation Two. Yeah, like that yeah. time. Because what was worse is that I worked at GameStop at that point. And they were our Activision was our vendor of the month. And so we had to attempt to sell people Turok. Thank you for calling GameStop where you can pre-order your copy of Turok 2 for the Xbox. My name's Scott. How can I help you? (laughs) Exactly. And it was horrible. Like we I took it home because, you know, like just we could. And I played it. I'm like, this this game is trash. Like it is Mm. so bad. And then literally having conversations with our regular customers, like hey, please buy this and just return it. Like, I think it was in September. <laughs> like, buy this and then return it in October and we'll give you credit towards something else. Like, just, it. but it was, in like, so, like, having to, like, swindle customers into buying it because yeah. so, our, we, we used to always say, so that our CEO could buy his child another pony is how we felt about it. 
was was pretty rough. Yeah, poor GameStop. They're not doing so good, man. Well, you know, when you uh Oh, there was a child yelling downstairs. So yeah, yeah, GameStop. Um, hey, hey look, Amazon If only you'd have worked a little harder, you could have bought your child a pony and they I, wouldn't be crying yeah, downstairs. Now now they're eating the ponies cuz they're out of food. Hmm. Uh, probably yeah. not. You shouldn't do that. Don't eat a horse. Um, and hmm. last one, uh, just random. What game on your shelf is what game is on your shelf that you haven't played that you're like, man, I really want to play that. But then you start playing something else instead. <laughs> yeah, I just my, my never got around to it list. I'm a member of a, a couple of like PlayStation Plus. You get a free game or two yeah. every month. So you just kind of add them to your library and then maybe you get around to them. And I am notorious for buying games when they're on sale. And then just shelving them yep. and like, ah, oh, one day I will. One I mean, day. There's, there's a, someday I'll get around to doing it. Of course, someday never comes. So I've got several of them downloaded or just kind of in my online storage that one day I'll eventually play. Um, physically on my shelf, I think I got um, Titanfall 2 and I've never, never even opened it. Uh, and then The Last Guardian, which was a beautiful game by Team Ico, they, mm. uh, they, that, which was an awesome game for PlayStation. Uh, they remastered it, I think, PlayStation 2 and PlayStation. I mean, they've come out with it like all, all over the place. They also did Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow right? of the Colossus, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those games that was, it was advertised, announced, and then didn't come out for years. Finally came out. I bought it immediately, and I've never played it. Hmm. Yeah. Makes me a bad friend. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Like, I've got my brother-in-law got me Shadows of Mordor for Christmas a couple years ago. It's a great game. I played it a little bit, but didn't play it very much. And then, I mean, the 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 super answer right now is Marvel's Avengers because I still haven't played it. I'm so disappointed in that. I was thinking about that today. I wanted to buy that game, and I'm going if it, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. Because I because and it's you. It's you. You you haven't engaged with it, and that makes me just question the game. Well, it has nothing to do with the game. The part the, the, the part of the game that I played, like the demo, I really like being the Hulk. So I don't know, like for I think for you, the, the question would be like, is it worth it just to play the single player campaign? Because I guess it's very much like Destiny in terms of the other stuff that you do, where you have fire teams, okay. you go out and you 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 you, you play stuff with with other folk. So yeah, but I'm and also like when I bought my Xbox One, it came with Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and I've never played that. <laughs> and I played the first That's Assassin's Creed I've... and enjoyed it. I feel bad because Assassin's Creed. I think I own five or six Assassin's Creed games, <laughs> and I, I've never finished a single one of them. I I beat the first one, like I actually did. Like back when I played video games, I did. Uh, I did beat that one. So. Yeah, I've gotten furthest into the second one, and I've never, I've never finished any of them. I don't even think I played the third one. I never played Brotherhood or Revelations. Just yeah, yeah I'm a bad Assassin's Creed guy. I'm sorry. Bad but Shadow Assassin's of was, was enjoyable. Yeah, I know. I, I would, I would like to play it, but instead, like I usually just uh, end up playing Sid Meier's Pirates Gold. Because uh, so good, <laughs> so good. <laughs> if we were talking Sid about Meyer, if we, you're genius, if we were talking about games that uh, the the game that kept you up until four o'clock in the morning more than any other video mm-hmm. game. Probably Sid Meier's Gold, Pirates Gold on uh, the Xbox. Sid Meier's Civilization Ooh, is Sid. is the one one game that has caused me to go without sleep, like where I just said, "Well, it, I have to go to work now." <laughs> let, me, let me just <laughs> that that, just pause that was this and... that that was definitely Pirates. I'm like, "Oh, it's four o'clock. I better go to sleep for two hours so I can go to work." Yeah. Skyrim will do that too, though. Skyrim will be like, "Well, just one more mission, or let me just go." Oh, there's a cave there. I have to go yeah. see what's in there, and and it's the same cave as every other cave you've been to. It's just Draugr, 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 you know. Yeah, <laughs> Draugr, Draugr, yeah. Draugr. Spider, spider, spider. <laughs> Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. Lizard person and re- vampire. Oh, no, I'm a vampire. <laughs> Crap. 
I I I did finish like I finished one half of the vampire the the vampire DLC. Uh, yeah. So I need to go back and finish the other half. Well, Tony, thank you for answering those random questions that I had about video <laughs> games. I I hope that anyone is still listening and that and I did not ending put them up to with sleep. a story of you peeing on yourself because you wanted to play Donkey right. Kong so much. All that's, right, that's what do we do now for a review of the PlayStation Five in game time. Shall we play a game? Rise from your grave. Hadouken! Game time. All right. So as we've said, Tony, uh, if you follow him on social media, you may have seen him unboxing his PlayStation 5 on Thursday afternoon. I believe that was at his office at the church. Was that, that wasn't. That was in my living room. Oh, that was in your living room. In my room. living room. And I didn't even post that. That, that video was oh, taken yeah, of Marty. me and posted against my, well, I'd say against my will. I was aware of it, but I didn't, I didn't request it. Anyway, so you can see a video of Tony unboxing his PlayStation 5, discussing All you the, have to do is join the Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Do it! Live your dreams and share some memes. <laughs> you got it, baby. But That's perhaps all. maybe all. apply some discretion to the memes that you share. You Like, <laughs> if you see a meme, that doesn't mean you have to share it. Like, there can be some discretion. Ask yourself, is this funny? <laughs> and if you want to spoil, if you want to spoil episodes of The Mandalorian, just have at it. Just do it. It's great. We love that. I watched that episode of The Mandalorian last night, by the yeah. way, Scotty. You spoiled nothing. In your defense, you. you spoiled 0% of anything. I'm glad I didn't. Let's, let's say, you know, we're good. Thank you. Co- I'm glad I didn't. Considering how many amazing things happened in that episode <laughs> of The Mandalorian, you said nothing. Nothing. You get nothing. They talk about why they wear helmets in this episode. No! Clutching, How could you? Clutching your Mimi pearls. Just. <laughs> Gasp and swoon. I just caught the vapors. <laughs> I defended you. Uh, you did. No, you did. To, you did. To, I appreciate it. To be it. fair. Because we had discussed if I defended myself, I would have been kicked out of the Nerd of God That's squad. That's right. I, de- I defended you. I was, in a, I was in a salty mood that afternoon. Anyway, so Tony got a Hey, play. hey. This guy's with me. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Tony got his PlayStation 5. Uh, he pre-ordered it as soon as he was able to way back when. You got it from Amazon or Target? Yes, both of those both. things. I got one of each. Amazon one came in on launch day. Target one will be here tomorrow. Are you sending it back? No, uh, my, my, my brother-in-law wants one, and oh, he was okay. unable to get one. So I am going to give him the one for what I paid for it because oh. I'm not one of those eBay oh. jerks. Oh, that's good. Do that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you have what games do you have so far for? The, how, oh, let's just how's the experience? Like how's how's it feel? How's it look <laughs> in your in your entertainment center? How's the controller feel? All those things. It well, first off, it looks sexy. It looks like Eve from Wally had a baby with like a 1982 VCR. Like it's <laughs> sleek and sexy and giant for some reason. Is it's it just big? it's a. It is so big. It's I, I'm I, I, every time I walk by it, I'm like, ah, Captain, there be whales aboard. I mean, it's really <laughs> large, uh, and and it, it it lights up and it, it purrs like a kitten. Did you get the one with it, the it really with the disc drive? Of course I of did because you, did. you borrow two games from a friend, you've already paid for it. So um, that's the way how is it loud? Like the fan and stuff. It's it's noticeable, but it, I wouldn't call it loud. Okay. No, I've heard that the Series loud, X no. is very very quiet. 
which well, that's yeah, which is cool. it's it's really quiet because no one's playing it. So oh, it's... why you gotta be like that? <laughs> why you gotta go back to that? Why you gotta make fun of the kid with the Sega Master System? <laughs> Uh, because uh, really honestly the, the Xbox Series X came out this week and nobody cared like nobody was talking about it PlayStation comes out and everybody loses their mind um, my friend Cameron so has I, his Series X he had a paper to write this week so it was just sitting in the box on his floor oh, I'm like bring it sorry, over man. Cameron um so how's the controller feel but, they didn't they didn't change it a ton right not a ton. I mean, everything's all still in the same place. The the length of the kind of handle, the grips on it are longer, mm. which I like about 70% of the time, 30% of the time, my fingers rest on it in a weird mm. way. So they're longer so my hands can hold it better. But then the bottom of it is not smooth like the PS4 DualShock oh. controllers. The DualSense controller has kind of like this indented and um, a, very, a very pronounced rigid edge. So if your hand rests on it the wrong way, it's almost like it's cutting into you a little bit so uh th- there's a right way and a wrong way to enjoy it but the haptic feedback on it is really spectacular I- i've been playing the i got the miles morales spider-man game that's the one game i pre-ordered with it and it when you when you hold down the shoulder buttons to web sling you really feel like resistance to the button like you'll push it about halfway down and it's almost like it's pushing back against you and it, it- it's a really unique experience it's very very cool i've never had anything like that uh, as far as a video game controller, outside of like a really high end PC flight stick, yeah. Uh, so it's it's pretty pretty extraordinary. How's the interface? And it's different, and uh, I'm still getting used to it. I don't know that I like it, love it, love it. Um, it it's different. And that just might be, hey, for the past X years, I've been operating a PlayStation that I know where everything is, yeah. and this one doesn't seem as intuitive. Uh, like the store doesn't seem as friendly. Uh, if I want to power it down, it's not uh, not as remarkably easy, but it, it still is pretty cool. It's it, it, and the the coolest thing about it is there's PlayStation Four games that have kind of been dusting uh, my my shelf uh-huh. that I've been able to put in there and get more out of it and I, I play them in 4K. I got a new 4K TV to go along with Ooh. it and. They are. It's it's like playing a brand new game. Hmm. It's it's staggering. So you can tell you can tell the looks. difference. Very much so. Nice. Very much so. And, and so yeah. And so what about what about Miles Morales? I mean, I know you like you some Spider Man. I wouldn't say he's your favorite, but you enjoy Spider Man. You enjoyed the game, the original one. So what's it oh, like? Spider Man <clears throat> is my, of the Marvel heroes. Spider Man is my favorite generic hero. I thought you know, Iron Man was your favorite. I love Iron Man too, okay. but Spider Man is my that's my boy. Okay. I've read I've read more Spider Man comic books than probably any other superhero comic book. Oh, wow. the, uh, out there, Spider Man, Batman. Yeah, but um, Daredevil's my dude. Like that's my that's my love. Language. I thought about we thought about naming our dog Murdoch because he was blind, but we decided. Wow. Not. I was like Murdoch's not a good dog name. <clears throat> we could name him Foggy because his vision is foggy, and Foggy was Daredevil's friend. You can name him Stick, the guy that trained <laughs> Daredevil, true. and he was also blind. <laughs> And then when you play fetch with him, it's like, <laughs> fetch stick. You're being very literal. He's just like, I, don't, I, I didn't see it. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm confused. I don't you know what's going on. You didn't happen to see, oh, anything at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I like the Miles Morales game. I understand what it is. It's a $49 game, which means it's not going to be the full game experience. A lot of the stuff is reused. It feels a little bit like DLC. It feels yeah. a little bit like they took a Spider-Man game and they added onto it. The where where they're saved is this. The Spider-Man game is fantastic and when it came to an end, I wanted to play mm. more. So this 
scratches that itch and it covers a multitude of sins. Second, they don't make me stop playing the game to do weird little computer puzzles or sneak around as Mary Jane Watson. So Mm. that overcomes a lot. So it, it is fun. Miles Morales is lovely and and delightful. Is it, is it like is, can you like can you tell like do you play differently since you're playing as Miles than you're playing as yeah, Peter? Yeah, yeah. His animation is very different, you know, but his the fighting is because he's got a different skill set. I yeah. mean, he can turn invisible. He's got like the electric charges when he punches. Mm-hmm. So you've got a whole bunch of different moves and, and a variety of combat. But uh, but as soon as you play it, if you played the first Spider-Man game, you're right at home. The, you're just right up to speed. And the nice thing is a lot of things that you kind of had to learn along the way uh-huh. in the first Spider-Man game, they start you out with okay. it here. So you don't really feel like you're uh, having to rediscover how to walk. Awesome. I saw somebody post a video. They recreated the scene of miles in his costume, finally jumping off the building and like mm-hmm. flying down, like from into the Spider-Verse, they recreated it in the miles Morales game. It looks pretty sweet. Each of the suits that you can unlock in the game come with different powers. Some of them make you a little more durable or resistant to, you know, gunfire, or they let you charge up different things faster. When you have the Into the Spider-Verse suit, which you you don't unlock until later in the Mm -hmm. game, unless you pre-ordered it, and then you get a code that lets you unlock it from the go. Uh, It's cool because the unlockables for that, one of them is called Vibing the Verse, and it makes you, it, it gives your character, no matter what suit you're wearing, if you activate it, that sort of staggered, into the Spider-Verse animation. Oh, nice. So it, it looks really cool. It looks very much like the movie. And then the other one is whenever you punch somebody or you do moves, it gives you the wham, pow, mm. bagel, you know, whatever <laughs> it might be. So it, it is a very beautiful and, and, and cool game. So are you enjoying the system so far? Yeah, I really am. I really am. Awesome. And I'm looking forward to what's next. Yeah, what other games are you planning on? getting at this point. Uh, the PlayStation Plus game for PS5 this month is Bug Snacks. I got it, played it for about 10 minutes and deleted it. Um, it, it just, it, it seems like a PS2 game. Mm. It, it looks like a really crappy, somebody wanted to play Pokemon and they watched Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and smoked something, you know, that that young Christians should not smoke. And they said, I know what we're going to do. We're going to make it cloudy with a chance of meatballs Pokemon game. Well, we only have a PlayStation 2 game development system. Nobody will care. We'll uh. put it out on the PlayStation 5 and everyone will buy it. So I can't endorse Bug Snacks. But um, but the nice thing is if you, you have it, you get access to, I think, like 20 of the best PS4 games mm-hmm. right off the game. If you have PlayStation and, Network. And if you have PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus. And, yeah, and, and it's free. So... Again, I snagged God of War, snagged a couple of the other games on there, and they just look just so, so darling good. I got Persona 5, which I've not played and I've really wanted to. So putting it in the queue, more games for me to download that I'll never play. Sometimes I hope that in the new heaven and the new earth, Netflix and video games are still a thing. So I'll have an eternity to play things all for God's glory. <laughs> I don't think it'll work like that, but sometimes I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So, what game do you think will definitely make heaven? Um, like this is this is if there, the arcade in heaven only has one game. What is it? Oh, jeez. Uh, can I say what it won't have for sure? Hide lied. Yeah. What else? Um, it won't <laughs> have Dragon's Lair because that game makes me curse. Oh, Dragon's Lair is such a wonderful game. It is, but it's just. Trial, error, and, and memory. So it's great to buy like on a DVD console or something like that, where you can just kind of yeah. play it and enjoy it. But when in you are having to pay a dollar oh, every time, a dollar yeah. a go, forget yeah. it, dude. It's terrible. But Don Bluth, it's a great game. I'm not mad at yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, what game will be in heaven? 
Tetris. Let's let the listeners decide. Yeah, tell us what game will be in heaven. I was going to say Little Big Planet because there's nothing bad about it and it's just adorable. Well, yeah, so creating your own little worlds while you're in heaven, that's like I feel like that's very Latter-day Saints of you. Yeah, hey, you know. Um, what else? I don't know. I don't play enough video games to know, and all of them seem very violent. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be it's the it's, it's gonna the, be it's, Bi- it's the Moses game, right? Where you run around like <laughs> this throwing, the Bible adventures yeah, game, yeah, throwing that's what Bibles it is. at Egyptians. So as as a longtime youth pastor and video gamer, I think I bought every possible conceivable Christian video game that there was. Most of them were hot trash, but there was a Bible trivia game for the PlayStation Two. And it was really funny because it, it, the, the trivia questions were great. They had little mini games that were surprisingly fun. But the weird thing is, I think they licensed like one song. <laughs> so when you're playing the game, like all of a sudden it's like, and now we're going to play this mini game. And it would just play a clip of indescribable, uncontainable. And it was just that one song. It, it was really bad. But uh, if you have a PlayStation 2 laying around and you are a Christian and you want to have a fun little party night, uh, go ahead and get yourself... Bible trivia, something or other for the PlayStation 2. I'm sure that there's only one. If you Google it, it'll come up. Yeah, Google it. Google it. You can Google anything. All right. Thank you, Tony, for sharing your experience with your PlayStation 5 with us in the audience. If you have more questions about it uh, that are pertinent to you and your desire to purchase one, please ask Tony, because don't ask me. Yeah. I don't have a PlayStation 5, and I'm not planning on getting one. Let me one. preempt some of the most frequently asked questions. No, I don't play Minecraft, and I'm not really that big of an online gamer, so don't really bother adding me. If you want to, it's the T-O-N-Y-T, but I'll probably never play online with you, because I just don't I don't get down with that. But he will let you come to his island and sell turnips. Heck yeah, I will. Heck yeah, he will. All right, let's have some Jesus time. What's the time? Jesus time. What's the time? Jesus time. What's the time? Jesus time. So every seven years, console makers decide to remind us how entirely discontent we all are with our lives. I own an Xbox One. Uh, I haven't played it with any regularity for well over a year. Um, I think I played, as we talked about, uh, Shadows of Mordor for like, I don't know, maybe two hours, and that was about it. However, when the Series X, the Xbox Series X, dropped on Tuesday, uh, and, you know, even though Tony said nobody was excited, I still wanted one. I've never owned a <laughs> PS4, yet when people were unboxing them on Tuesday, like Tony, I wish that I was unboxing one as well. I don't play video games, yet the fact that there are new consoles out and I don't have one, well, that makes me rather discontent. And the Bible actually has a lot to say about contentment. In fact, one of the most popular verses in the Bible is actually about contentment. Uh, This is Philippians 4, beginning in verse 10. Paul writes, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Paul's writing to the Philippian church, thanking them for supporting him financially. He's happy for their gifts, but also knows that he can be content regardless. For, for Paul, it doesn't matter if he has a lot or a little. He's learned to be content no matter what. That, that is what, that is to what he's refer, refer, I can't talk. That is to what he's referring when he says that he can do all this and this is being content no matter what through Christ who gives him strength. 
Are you are you sure? Because I was always told that that directly related to how you played in your junior varsity sports team. No, it's not. But hey, if people want to use Philippians 4.13 in a generalized manner for being able to do the will of God through Christ, you give them strength. I'm not going to be upset about that. But in this instance, <laughs> it is specifically addressing the issue of contentment. So, Tony, my question for you. If we can be content yep. through Christ, who gives us strength? Why are we so discontent? Because there's a little Veruca salt in all of us. <laughs> <Scotty>. <laughs> I want a golden goose, Daddy. I want it now. <laughs> Whatever you say. Walker, how much for the goose? You know, like that's like we we receive. I mean, all good gifts come from God, yeah. right? I mean, we receive our blessing. We receive our affirmation. We receive our provision from God. That's all a uh, vertical transaction. But we receive our esteem or at least we try to esteem ourselves horizontally by comparing to other people, you know? And I just think it comes down to pride, man. Like we want, we want to have things because the culture tells us, well, big house, you know, big car, uh, you know, a uh, uh, big, big yard uh, where we can play football, football, you know, uh, that's, Hey, that's scriptural. That's in the Bible. Uh, you know, but Hey, I want a hot wife or I want a husband with abs or I want, you know, whatever the thing is that somebody else wants. I want, you know, perfect skin. I want, you know, a butt that fits in these jeans, whatever the thing might be. And we start comparing and we say, well, I don't have this. And there's no room for contentment when you're mm. living by comparison. And that's a, it's a dangerous place because it's so easy to not just, fall victim to, but fall victim to as Christians in churches, you know, like if we just had, uh, if we had a gym, we could do so much for our youth ministry, or if if we had that kind of sound system, we could do so much, or if we just had a hundred more people here on Sunday morning, we could do so much, or if, if I could just, and, and God is saying, dude, is my grace not sufficient for you? Like, dude, do, have I not given you everything that you need and more? And I love this because Paul is not talking about, like, I've driven a nice car and a hoopty. Uh, I've lived in an apartment and a nice house. Uh, you know, I've preached to 50 people and I've re- preached to 10,000 people. Dude, Paul is like, bro, like, I- I'm, I've been hungry. I've been in prison. They done beat me. They throw rocks at me. Uh, I- I've not had anything. I've been shipwrecked. I mean, you-, you read Paul's resume and he's like, but you know what? I can do all things. I can, he, it's the Captain America. I can do this all day. Yeah. I can continue to be content regardless of what we face. And, and, and I, 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 I clearly believe that because in the Bible, and I still, you know, like there's still that feeling like my friend Cameron showing me a picture of his Xbox Series X. I'm like, ooh, I want that. And then, you know, you mm-hmm. unboxing your PlayStation 5. And I'm very excited for you. But in that excitement, there's also just like a tiny little bit of envy where it's like, man, like I wish I had a PlayStation 5 that, that, that I could play. Um, and, and it's just, it, it is that weird thing of like comparison or just not being content, not being satisfied, not, not recognizing all the good gifts that, that God has already, already given me, which, which I think I, I wrestle with sometimes. And then, so you're not a video game guy. No. So, so you, you can't, I, I'm, I'm not telling you how to live your life or anything yeah. like that, but you can't experience the height of envy when it comes to somebody opening a video game, because there's part of your brain that knows, yeah. eh, well, if I had it, it well, I'd never use it. Yeah. But when, when does that fire on all cylinders for you? Like, when do you legitimately feel less than content? What, what is it that, that sparks that in you? I, for Scott, he, yeah, it's, it's, I, so I think Jesus has been working my life. So I, I think I've gotten better at it. 
but I think it's it's probably like a cell phone. Like somebody like my my boss is the iPhone 12. Like, oh man, like shoot, I'd like right. I'd like to get my hands on that. Like, look at those three cameras. Like, look, like my phone sucks. I spent twelve hundred dollars on it. It's only got two cameras. I'm like having to delete stuff because I don't have any space on my phone. And so I'm like, oh, look at that. Like he took that HD resolution video for his Bible reading video. Like, man, I want to date. I want to do an HDR video. I'll look so much better. Like I'll just look like myself, just worse. But it's it's probably with the phones or it it used to be really bad. Kind of when I was before I was married, my wife has done a great job of helping me be more content with stuff, but it legitimately was this, like I was hanging out with some friends and I found out that they, Apple came out with a 160 gigabyte iPod, like just an iPod, like the, an iPod. Yeah. Just the regular music. Uh, I mean, thing. How else are you going to get Dave Matthews band from your iTunes into your ears? Exactly. Thank you for selecting the appropriate band. Uh, and so there was a 160 gigabyte iPod. I had an 80 gigabyte iPod, which was bigger oh than gosh. any other iPod. I can only hold 13,000 songs. <laughs> so legitimately, I found out that there was a 160 gigabyte iPod. That night, I went to Best Buy, purchased a 160 gigabyte iPod. I did not have the money to do so. I indebted myself via my credit card. And then I thought, well, since I'm indebting myself for... $350 or whatever it was, I might as well buy this Blu-ray of The Devil Wears Prada because what's another $25? Mm. I, every time I talk to you, Scotty, I just draw new conclusions about you as a person. They're probably all accurate. <laughs> and so so for me, for a long time, it really was kind of that little technolo- technology piece that I like. Yeah. And, and, I, and I was dumb and I was $15,000 in credit card debt because I just racked up all these bills buying things that I thought would make me happy and clearly didn't. Mm. And I, 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 I know the gospel. Like I was teaching people about Jesus at that point in time. Uh, but I was still trying to fill that hole. So do you, do you like with, with that is how much of that is I want to have the new thing. And does any of that ever become like, do you ever buy things to impress other people? Like I want to have this because I want to be the guy that has it. No, not really. It's just, I want to buy this. I think will make me happy. I think, I think Mm. buying like, buying stuff like the act makes me happy it's like that little rush it's that addiction of like oh i'm kind of having a crappy day oh, like i'll spend 12 dollars on amazon just to feel better yeah. about myself well here's the deal man like I, I i was looking the other day at new iphones because it's one of those i got the notification that hey you paid off your last phone so guess what you should do now you In should debt buy yourself to phone. us again do you know what my last phone is? It's it's like the 10. It's the iPhone X, and it's fine. It yeah. works great. I have no problem with yeah. it. I mean, it's it looks good, sounds good. The pictures that it takes are just fine. My wife has the 11, and her pictures are way better, but if I need a picture, I'll just have her take it. But I looked on the on the Apple website the other day, and I'm looking at the, like, I clicked learn more Ooh. on the, uh, uh, and I don't know who the ad wizards are that made <laughs> the apple.com <laughs> scroll down and it's just every swipe of your finger is one sexy, more like feature that you seen. can't live without. And I'm going, ooh, a ceramic shield. It's tougher than any smartphone glass. Of course it is. Ooh, surgical grade stainless steel. Like, what in the world <laughs> do I Why am I performing surgery with my phone? <laughs> <laughs> But I'm looking at it and I'm going, they have made this thing. I I feel like my life is somehow incomplete if I don't have the A14 Bionic. I don't know what the crap an A14 Bionic is. 
Oh, I do know though, the new MacBooks have the new Apple processor that they, that it's the same processor that they've had in the phones. And then now they're taking it out of the phones and putting it into the computers. So they're not using Intel chipset anymore. And I'm like, dang it, why did I buy a computer last December? Why didn't I wait till this December? <laughs> well, because your computer last December totally died. If you didn't have this computer for this whole year, you would have shot yourself in the face. So, you know, there, there's good reasons. But, but right, it's, it's, that, it's that annual, like, ooh, newest and greatest. Ooh, every seven mm-hmm. years, here's a new console. Oh, here's the upgraded PlayStation 5 Pro that you could have. There's an Xbox controller that costs $180. It is a sexy beast. Listen. That is a that is a boss level controller. I'm not playing, but but what like will it will it will it will, it, will it, like I suck at Call of Duty. Will it give me a better kill to death ratio? It just will not. by controller <laughs> itself. Will, it will, will not. Will it Clara will, it play you. Viva Pinata better with this one hundred sixty dollar <laughs> controller? If Probably she does not. it, you you send her away. But I want <laughs> it's it. boarding I, school for you, Clara Higa. Yeah, and, and so you're exactly right. It's these ad wizards who know that there's this part of us that is discontent and dissatisfied, and then they yeah. promise satisfaction, they promise contentment with what they're trying to sell us. And then as followers of Jesus, as proclaimers of God's word, we know that's not true, but we still buy into it. You know, you know the, the word that's uh, – because I'm looking over, I'm thinking of um, – Oh my goodness! What's the verse? First uh, Timothy six. Uh, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Mm. And that word in, in that verse, the Greek word for contentment, basically means it's a you're in a perfect condition of life where no aid or support is needed. Mm. You you are good. You don't need anything else. Yeah. And and like that's where we really are. Like if Christ satisfies, if Christ makes us complete, if he is our source and everything, everything, everything we need is found in him, why would we look at him and say, Christ, I have everything I need in you, but I also need yeah. this. Yeah. And, and and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have yeah. a nice phone. I'm not saying that you shouldn't drive a, a, as decent a car as you can. Don't you be ridiculous. I'm not saying you shouldn't own a PlayStation you, 5. I'm excited for you. But But when we start to need those yeah. things... It, it, it's a very dangerous, dangerous place to be. I remember feeling that the last time I felt physical anxiety and frustration, it was before I was into collecting hot toys. Mm. This was some years ago. And my cousin, Leonardo, got uh, he, he had bought a few hot toys. And, you know, he's young at that time. I don't think he had any kids. I mean, he's, you know, disposable income, professionally He, he young had man. a guardian named Splinter. But other than that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's very it's good brothers. with a katana. <laughs> But uh, he, he, yeah, he, he had a, a couple of the, the early hot toys, and I remember looking on his Instagram and, like, laying in bed at night and feeling such a surge mm. of jealousy. Mm. Like, and, and I didn't need it. I, I, did, I did immediately spend the $300 to buy it. <laughs> but you know what? That, that satisfied nothing. Sitting right behind me right now, three feet behind me, are nine it was the Iron Man hot toy that he had. Nine Iron Man hot toys. Nine Iron Man hot toys. That that costs more than I spent on my first three cars. And it didn't make me want the tenth one any less. Mm. So, I mean, I've never wanted something to scratch that itch in my heart that has ultimately been a that's enough moment. Yeah. But I've never... 
I've never followed Jesus and said, okay, now what religion is next? Yeah. You know, I've never had a real walk with God and been like, well, yes. Now it's yes, time for perhaps, Buddhism. <laughs> perhaps Buddhism. Uh, you know, I, I love their Chinese food. They got the little Buddhas in there. Maybe there's something to that. I've got a lucky cat in my house because I have to. Um, <laughs> I just got a lucky cat in Animal Crossing, by the way. I'm super jazzed. There's about a golden that. one I need to get. So I got so I have the the DIY for the golden one, but I don't. Did but I just got the lucky cat. Just got the. So you have to have the lucky cat so before if, you do the gold one. If you have if you have the lucky cat and you have some gold, I'll make you a golden one. I don't. One. I need the lucky cat. It's from Gulliver. Oh, does it? Okay, I'll talk. Yeah, about you it. get it from Gulliver. Sorry, Jesus time. Everybody. Jesus time. No, no, no. I need it. Yeah, I, need I need that a cat. cat in my fake world. <laughs> I can't be content in my Animal Crossing world unless I have a golden kitty. And and, and you and and you reference Philippians four thirteen and you know the ways people like to use that verse and you talk about yeah. your junior varsity basketball. I mean, Steph Curry has it on his shoes that he sells. Like and and Tim Tebow and I'm not questioning their faith at all, but the, but context, kids. Context matters, when but I, but I think but but right like in that thing like we're 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 ready to invite Christ when we use that verse out of context. We're ready to invite Christ into all those situations where we think we need his strength, like playing a game or giving a sermon or leading a small like we think I need Christ's strength in order to do this. And we do. But we also need Christ's strength in trying to be content, and we don't generally invite him into that process. And I think mm. that's where we we miss the mark. Because, yeah, we need, we need Christ to help us be good parents and good spouses and good friends and good employees and good everything. And, like, yeah, like, I can do that through Christ who gives me strength. I can be a good husband through Christ who gives me strength. Fine. Mm-hmm. General application of that verse. But when I'm like, but I don't think about that when I'm trying to be content. Like, I don't think to help Christ's strength allow me to be content. Instead, I think... Oh man, I got I got to get that thing, and it's and, and yeah. it's it's that that it's that moment where because oh wait like how did Paul get content? Did it just happen? No, he he went to Christ in those moments and said, "Help me be content. Give me the strength to be content, no matter what I'm facing." And what he was facing was worse than anything we've ever faced. Paul being shipwrecked sure. on an island is worse than you not having an Iron Man hot toy. You know, <laughs> I know, but in that moment, it felt like the only thing that mattered. But I think we all yeah, have, we, can, we all we're surrounded by a cloud of great witnesses, and they're all just going, oh gosh, amateurs. And you're surrounded by a cloud of hot toys in your. That's closet. right. The witnesses can't see yeah. me over my shelf of three hundred dollar action figures. And so I think we have the we we have to be willing in those moments of discontent to recognize that this verse isn't just about doing all the things we want to do, but it's that we need Christ's strength to do things that we don't want to do, which is be mm-hmm. content in every situation. So when we, when we have those pains, when we feel that literal envy and jealousy rising up in us because we don't have something else somebody does, dear Christ, help me be content through the strength that you give me. I I, I think for you and me as, as podcasters, we've talked about. It. I talked about it this morning in my sermon, like. There's that inclination, like, oh, who's got more followers? Oh, who's got more patrons? Oh, I wonder how many downloads they have. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm on so many podcast groups, and they're like, I've got this many downloads, and 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 I go, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? Like you, oh, you you put out one episode, and it's about underwater basket weaving, and you've got ten thousand downloads. And that's, then I that's... just want to go yell at my people <clears throat> and say, what are you doing? Why aren't you supporting me? <laughs> And that is a moment to, to which we can invite Christ to help us be more content through his strength. And so I think those, like, those are the practical things that, especially with Christmas or all this stuff, like, I mean, like my daughter sees a commercial. She's like, I want that. It's like, well, maybe this is a moment, Clarence, to which you can invite Christ to help you be content through his strength. <laughs> you know, we're going we're gonna to pray for godless and contentment. 
for you, which is great game. Yeah, but we don't. I I and I, and I you say that facetiously, but we don't do it, and I think that's where we need to accept that invitation and be be mindful of the fact that we have ad agencies who are paid millions upon billions of dollars to try to buy their stuff and just like well, they're good at it. Yeah, but Jesus, is like, hey, but you can be content. So let me let me and I know that we're just dragging this show out. So as we as we cross the two hour mark here, as a dad and you want to raise your kid to be a good human being, when Clara is frustrated and she wants something and and she's got that I mean she's five years old so she's got that five year old panic of I need it I need it Daddy I need it yeah. which is no different than our you know adult panics, our forty year old panic I need it Tony I need it it's so much easier to judge children right so so what do you do to teach her and train her and help her turn into into a good human to have a sense of gratitude or a sense of of, of appreciation or satisfaction with the things that she does have how can you train her and teach her and inspire her in that way as a dad. Yeah, I think we've actually, I mean, you know, we've actually been doing that all month long in our kids' ministry at church. Like, it's a, the whole theme of everything is gratitude because it's Thanksgiving and all that stuff. And, and so it's been fun, actually, to sit down and, and you know, just email all of our parents. I said, one of the things that we do is, like, every day at dinner we sit down and we we talk about the things that were one, – one thing we can be happy for from the day and one thing we can be sad for just to – as a time to reflect. But it's really an opportunity to say, like, to be grateful. Like, hey, thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God, for this. And so, um, you know, I appreciate our, our kids' ministry and our kids' curriculum so much that we – you know, this week's lesson was about Elijah and the widow and always having and having enough water and oil to make to make bread and just mm-hmm. just being like her seeing that and able to have conversations like this is what it means to be grateful that, that God provides all the yeah. time and God provides the things that we need. And, and sometimes there's things that we want, but but those really aren't things that we need and, and helping her recognize that. But then being grateful for, you know, the things that she does want because she has mm-hmm. a gang of toys like being being <laughs> thankful for those things. So I think it's it's trying to help her. It, it, she's not five years. She's four. Still a total monster. Um, but trying to help her figure out what are those things that we need, what are those things we want, and then being grateful yeah. for the th- things that God provides, and then still being grateful for things that we, we want, but trying to help her delineate between those two things. I think one of the coolest things for us is that we, we've tried to be outwardly focused and look and see the needs that people have around us mm-hmm. and apply ourselves towards those. You know, one of the things that we do every year is we have an angel tree at our, our church with people from the community and from our daycares that uh, they're just not able to give a, a holiday yeah. for their kids. They just can't do something special. So we love picking those things out and going to the store and buying things because when we're thinking about other people mm-hmm. and we're focused on the needs of other people, it's really difficult to be envious. It's really difficult to be focused on, and selfish uh, on our own particular needs because we're seeing th- there's a better application. Yeah. I would rather you have than for me to have twice as much, yeah. you know, and it's uh, I think that that generosity uh, it was on your show. I, I quote it all the time. Ron Offering a, a couple of years ago said that generosity is is the default response of a, of a believer. Mm. And it really should be. And I think generosity cleans the pipes of, of discontentment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's so important that if we're looking for other people that we can minister to. Uh, I, I had a friend that they, they started leading worship at their church several years ago. And they were getting paid. They got a little stipend. They weren't trying to get paid, but the church just said, this is what we do. So here's $50 a week yeah. or whatever the amount was. And they decided, hey, we weren't asking for this, so we're going to, he and his wife budgeted into their weekly budget, how can we give this $50 to somebody? Mm. And it became like a mission Mm. for them and something that was super joyful for them. 
And I thought, man, what a great way to posture yourself and live your life so that you're constantly looking, how can I pour out on other people? How can I give and express generosity to others? And I just think it's so hard to be selfish and so hard to be uh, less than grateful for all that God has done when we're looking to meet the needs of other people. Yeah. And, that's, and that seems like such a, a simple thing, but it seems like such a Jesus-y thing. It's all, but it's the way the universe works. Like, it's, you know, I, I was just talking about this, like, like Jesus surrendered. Jesus, Jesus gave of himself for us. And, yeah. and, and that's the way the universe is supposed to work. It's upside down according to the world we live in, but it's, it's how the world works. And I've never... Yeah, well, the world ain't done nothing for me, man. I, I'm, I'd rather <laughs> side with this Jesus exactly. guy. That's working out pretty well so far. I've never been discontent when serving somebody else. I've never been discontent mm-hmm. when looking to meet the needs of everyone else. Even when like, we used to go down to East Hollywood where it's not like flashy Hollywood and we would do this toy drive with a bunch of kids like there'd be like Lego Millennium Falcons like that these kids would get to come in and take like that was the present they could take a, a Christian's uh, default attitude should be generosity and that, that oh, don't ever tell him he's right because I, you know that'll go straight to I, his head I know but but he's right and I think the that's one great so like inviting Jesus into our discontentment is a great way to battle discontentment but just being overtly generous also a great way to battle discontentment in our lives. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing to remember is that it's, we can't do all things by being generous. We can't do all things by adjusting our perception. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If he's not part of the equation, you, you can't philosophize your way into that, that kind of existence. Amen. 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 Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us for sticking through uh, this episode and hearing all about yeah. Tony's video game passion and clearly yes, his you. passion for Jesus, which is much greater. Though maybe yeah, on Thursday, they're, maybe they're, on Thursday they like the gap was closed a little bit. Give, give or take, you know, I can I play all Jesus. games through Christ. And this PS5 me. so much. <laughs> I just Lord Jesus, Lord, Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for this PlayStation 5. <laughs> So no, much. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. God gives us all good things, but he's ultimately the one. Yeah. Uh, hey, Tony, where can people interact with you on the Internet? Oh, thank you for asking, Scott. You can find me. I like to hang out on Twitter at It's Me, Tony T, or you can check out the Nerd of Godcast across all the social medias at Nerd of Godcast. But one of the favorite places that we have to hang out is at the Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. If you're not sure how to get it or find it or type it in there, just go to nogsquad.com, N-O-G-S-Q-A-D.com. It'll take you straight there. Really? Uh, send us a request. Yeah, man, because uh, I had the URL and nothing to do with it. So you can uh, you can just check that out, live your dreams, share some memes. And actually, if you are a fan of podcasts, Podcasts and Jesus and nerdy stuff. Um, we are, I guess, I'm, I'm sort of tipping the hat here. Uh, we are dusting off the microphones and having for my birthday a reunion show this week. <gasps> so if you, are I didn't know that. I'm finding that out right now, and I'm so excited. This is brand new. So we are we we finally we've navigated and and negotiated, and we're getting the band back together. All of the crew will be back one night for, only. Uh, one night only, man. For Tony's forty so third birthday. That's well, we you know we don't have to throw numbers around, Scott. But yes, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna play Donkey Kong till somebody pees their pants. <laughs> it's gonna be great. You need to be there. Uh, you can check that out wherever fine podcasts are consumed. Scotty, if people want to find you, where can they find you across the internet? Uh, they can find me standing peeing my pants because I'm so excited that I get to hear my favorite podcast <laughs> on the internet again. It just Thank hasn't. You. My life hasn't been the same without it. Uh, you can find me at Scott Heger at Christian underscore nerd. Uh, that, those are the best ways. Or just go to the Christian It's good. It's a great website. And there's so much more content than just the show. 
Not really. There's like there are like fifteen hundred uh, blog posts you could check out. That's what I'm, that, you say. Not really, except for the except several for, thousand blog yeah, posts. Yeah, so you know, just go back to. I'm coming up on my tenth year anniversary. It'll be in January. I got to figure out something to That's do. Awesome. I know. Well, let's have a party for Scott Higa. Party, party. It's a socially distanced. We'll do it in Florida because then we can do whatever we want. <laughs> Yeah, we do whatever we want, man. We go to theme park, we go to Target, anything. We'll lick stuff. It'll be great. Blow it out. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening. Um, that's it. All I got. Goodbye, Tony. But <laughs> that's all we need. That's Scotty. all we need. Goodbye, goodbye, Scotty. Goodbye, internet.